Hey folks and welcome to another episode of Podcraft. This is the show all about podcasting, from starting your show to monetization and everything in between. I'm Colin Gray from thepodcasthost.com, joined by Matthew. As always, how are you doing, Matthew? I was going to be continental there and say buenos noches, which means good night. Um, it's not night and we're opening the podcast a completely inappropriate way to open, I suppose, but buenos noches in any buenos case, Colin. Buenos noches. Buenos Buenos tardes. Is that like, what's that one afternoon? Can't remember. Uh, tarde evening, dias day. <laughs> you just said noches uh, was <laughs> noches night. Ah, I see. Good evening. Right. Okay. Well, buenos uh, dias to everyone out there. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Podcraft. Uh, today we're going to talk about data. There's a couple of little data points that have come out in the last little while they've kind of surprised people haven't they uh, Matthew at least one of them surprised people caused a little bit of uh, consternation around podcast potentially declining uh, not just declining but falling off a cliff if you believe these numbers um, new shows being down 80 percent so we're going to talk through that uh, and then we're going to go into uh, a, lo- a couple of bits of data that came out of our own uh, audience actually we um, have some data from people who've used our podcast planner tool uh, which shows us uh, the biggest problems people are seeing with their podcast just now. Uh, and we'll maybe go into a few things to explain some of that, talk around why, maybe even a few solutions to that as well. And then a final one around something that came out of our census data that uh, podcasters acknowledging what actually is the biggest success factor in podcasting. So how does that sound, Matthew? Should we talk through all of those bits of data, a little bit of a data episode? As long as you're uh, bringing the, the maths head, because I'm useless at numbers. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think this is this is good to do because there's been, um, usually, you know, sometimes data comes out that you can roll your eyes at, but I think it's um, when it gets picked up by the mainstream media, if you like, which um, this 80%, this new shows are down 80%, data has been picked up, yeah. as far as I could see, by some of the big outlets there, yeah. Um, yeah. which paints at surface level quite a doom and gloom picture of podcasting. Uh, There's also uh, some data around Spotify I know you're going to talk about, Colin. And yeah, like I was saying to you just before we started recording, I I typically roll my eyes when it's like (laughs) data to do with companies and stuff like that. But you you made a good point, Colin, that, uh, you know, Spotify are such a big player now that it is definitely worth uh, just covering that quickly as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think it's worth a wee bit of a discussion around it. And if you're not into data, if you're not even into the sort of industry behind all of this, all that kind of stuff, maybe this is an episode, you're welcome to skip it, come back for some more how-to next episode. But we are going to go into a few tips, uh, a bunch of tips actually, around what this data means for us as, uh, you know, smaller independent podcasters, what we can actually do with it. So hopefully we'll give you a bunch of um, insight into that as well. Um, but yeah, new shows down 80%. So uh, before we dive into that, talking of new shows, if you are wanting to start a new show, please do check out our own podcast maker tool, Alitu, of course. Helps support all of the content that we put out. You can nip over to alitu.com, A-L-I-T-U.com, and that offers podcast recording. So you can record your calls, your solo calls. You can do your editing in there, podcast-specific editor, and it includes hosting as well. So you can actually host your podcast right in there. It's everything you need, including transcriptions, music, audio cleanup, all that kind of stuff. Just go over to All right, so 
the, the, the whole decl- the whole thing around this is is podcast declining is podcasting declining if new shows are down 80 percent we're looking at layoffs at spotify um even google pods disappearing as well worth a little comment on that see what you think of that matthew but the layoffs at spotify looking at the data around this it looks more like Spotify are actually just doing a big sort of re-strategy. It looks like over the last couple of years, the big thing they've been doing is trying to gather attention. They're trying to gather listeners into their Spotify app, aren't they? Do you listen to podcasts on Spotify at all, Matthew? No, I don't. No, um, I just, I do I do use Spotify. Like I got the stats uh, at yeah. the end of the year. I am in Spotify's like yeah. 0.1% of users, but it's all music. <laughs> like I don't use it for podcasts. What about yourself? Same. Yeah, that's why I don't use it for podcasting, because I just find it too much of a mess. It's too mixed in with everything else. It's mm. You know, you can't really... I find you can't find new episodes easily enough because it's mixed in with your music so much. Um, and I just, I don't know, I'm a kind of person that prefers things specific to one use rather than try to do too much in one in one place, I suspect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's no doubt, like, the listenership's going up there, isn't it? It's like, it's past Apple Pods in some places. Yeah, like most of my podcasts do very well on Spotify. Yeah, um, you know it's a it's a big chunk of the audience is listening over there. So yeah, it's, um, yeah. and you see like overall stats, global podcasting stats, they're they're right behind Apple. Uh, yeah. So they've done they've done brilliantly when you think about some of the other like massive companies that have dipped their toe on podcasting and haven't yeah. really done anything. You know, yeah. Amazon, yeah. Google. Yeah. Um, so Spotify have done brilliantly. Agreed. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I think it's worked what they've done. They're t- bringing in Joe Rogan, bringing in what Meghan Markle, bring, like a whole bunch of exclusive podcasts they've spent an absolute fortune on. But there's no doubt that that has contributed to growing the listener pie that they have, which now allows them to do this kind of re-strategy, which looks like they're moving more towards advertising rather than, you know, that exclusive content. So the exclusive content is probably the first phase, dragging those listeners. And now that they've got those listeners, advertising is the way. Because they reported that um, their advertising revenue has been growing 30% year on year, which is really good in this kind of market in the last little while. So, uh, I mean, that's it looked like it worked. Drew attention and now they get focused on advertising on actually earning from those listeners and they've said that in their earnings calls recently and their plans uh, that they've released recently that that's what it's going to be they're going to work on get more profitable um and i suppose that's a big part of what the layoffs are um and no doubt they got ahead of themselves the same as the rest of the tech industry seeing the massive boom during 2021 uh, especially the covid boom during 20 and thinking that that was going to continue forever it's going to be sustainable so many tech companies have done that and now released forecasts which say yeah we kind of thought this was going to change you know our growth trajectory forever but actually it turns out we've just gone back to the same old growth pattern that we were at in 2019 so <laughs> we need to let go of all these people that we took on um, so yeah, they're not alone there, but I, I think it's worth worth noting that because it is easy to see a massive company like Spotify that spent a ton of money on podcasting and then suddenly doing layoffs and thinking, oh, they've tried it and our industry obviously isn't profitable enough or growing enough to sustain them. So yeah, I think that's pretty much how I see it anyway, Matthew. Anything to add to that? No, I mean, I, I don't want to really go off topic, but I'll be interested to see how this works with her. Um, I mean, I don't know if they, if they released how this is going to work yet, their advertising plan, because uh, me as a Spotify user, I pay for the app. Yeah. But like 
then are they still going to advertise at me even though I'm paying for it? And even though I'm paying for it, if I also listen to podcasts on Spotify that have their own ads built in, yeah, then yeah. I'm suddenly like, I'm paying for it, but I'm getting hit with loads of ads still. Yes. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. that'll work. There's probably a few strands to it. I, I mean, they're going to be, they have their own, obviously they own Anchor. So they have their own platform, which they can insert ads into. Therefore, they make money out of any Anchor ads. But then, but then we've got stats later on. We'll talk a bit more about this later. But I mean, part of the big decline is to do with Anchor and how kind of unengaged and uninspired and un, un long term the Anchor shows are. So that whole thing's a bit weird. Um, but yeah, I think I haven't seen the stats recently on the percentage of Spotify users that actually pay compared to those that don't. You're right. I pay as well for it. But I think there is still a huge amount of users in Spotify that don't uh, pay for their podcast mm-hmm. for the the listenership and therefore they are going to be the ones that um because podcast has grown uh, sorry spotify has grown that high of the number of free users listening they are the ones they can advertise to i believe but yeah good to have a look more into that data maybe we can report back in a future episode too so from spotify what about this massive drop then and yeah. uh, supposed new podcast like you've you've touched already <laughs> on the the pandemic and and we know that during that period particularly early on you know when you look at the spring of 2020 like almost the entire world suddenly went oh i might as well start a podcast so (laughs) that was a massive um obviously a massive reason why this growth exploded yeah and uh now we're seeing um yeah we're seeing things going back to normal really but not only that like there are some other factors at play here as well aren't there yeah yeah totally i think that that what you've just said though is the big one isn't it it's The fact that in 2020, a huge proportion of the world suddenly had the time and the space to start that podcast that they'd always dreamed of, many of whom would probably never have got around to otherwise. And at the same time, during 2020, Anchor were one of the easier ways to start. They're free. So, I mean, like a lot of people just went, oh, I'll I'll have a go on Anchor because it's not going to cost me anything and I can do kind of the basic recording in there. Uh, an anchor at that point were auto-submitting every single show to Apple Podcasts, even if somebody literally just opened up their phone, opened up the app and said, testing, testing, is this thing on? <laughs> that would end up in Apple Podcasts next uh, the next day. Um, and that stopped during mid-2021. So, I mean, that's got to have an effect, doesn't it, on the numbers? Yeah, definitely. It was, it was a, a totally bizarre relationship to start with because um, <laughs> Apple had always been pretty tricky to get into. Like, yeah. they're um, actual humans listening to your podcast first and, and yeah. you know, they might uh, they might reject it because they considered your, your name to be too long or that. Yeah, so yeah. you would sometimes have this back and forward with them over, like, I mean, Colin, sometimes it was like five or seven days, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> now when you submit shows there, in my own a- anecdotal experience, they're, they're appearing the same day, but I think that's because Spotify have been so quick and on the ball, they've actually forced Apple up their game on that front. But yeah, yeah. going back to Anchor, it was, it was a bizarre thing. As, as far as I know, both companies always denied that it was happening. You know, it was <laughs> it, it definitely was. Like, there's no way the testing yeah. one, two, three show would be in there. Uh, yeah, which it is yeah. so yeah, yeah that's, and, and that's, I, I was going to say I think as well like, even worse I think it was like just one account like Anchor had one Apple Pods account and every like t- there was 40,000 shows on that account or something like that <laughs> yeah because that was one of the other issues with Anchor is, is the ownership um, you know if you wanted to if you'd submitted a proper show through there and were working away really hard on it 
to get access to your um, your Apple Podcast Connect stats, which are a pretty good sample size, and you could do a lot with that data. You couldn't get in. You, they, they, they came up with a workaround from what I remember. But again, it's not ideal. It's just um, yeah. lots of clunky, convoluted stuff that uh, was just a bizarre relationship, to be honest. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just another indication of, um, yeah, if you're not paying for something, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have some non-optimal things to it, no doubt. Uh, so yeah, I mean, what about the, the trends itself? So, so that kind of explains why there was an absolute boom during 2021. You can look at the graphs. If you go over to, um, go over to the show notes, uh, we'll, we'll put in a link to the listen notes, um, report and it shows the graphs and you can see there's just like a, I mean, there's not even a comparison. You see this kind of slow growth right up to 2019 and then there's just an explosion. There's like two or three times the normal amount. So they died away. They all were shows that just lasted like five, 10 episodes. Um, and that's the stat. Like there's only, I think it was um, from Pod News, James Cridlin over at Pod News had a look at it. And only when he had a look, there was 4.6% of anchor shows had more than 10 episodes and were active, as in they'd been updated in the last 30 days. So that's like one in 20 that's actually an active show that's got more than a decent number of episodes. I remember as well, the tail end of last year when we were updating our main industry stats article and we we reference a number of overall active podcasts out there or number of overall podcasts out there yeah, from the podcast yeah. index. And remember there was a big drop there at I want to say like yeah. 1.5 million or something. And we actually reached out to the guys there and said like, what's what's going on with this? And they said, we've changed the way that we um, that we list these podcasts, that we recognise them basically. They, yeah. they they added in different criteria for free hosting platforms. So if, you, if your show was coming via a free hosting platform, it really, I think it needed to have, you know, three episodes of a certain length or whatever. There, there was criteria to make yeah. sure that this was a proper show because yeah. uh, prior to that, again, they're, they're counting a lot of these um, as this thing on style shows that yeah, obviously exactly. weren't podcasts. So, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So, I mean, so that I, I think that's what it shows it. And the other bit of data that shows that this is a, just a really weird couple of years um, and this 80% drop means nothing in terms of how active and engaged and all that um, podcasting is, is, well, actually two things. One is that the listen notes um, data didn't include Spotify exclusives through back to Spotify. Uh, no doubt that Joe Rogan is a decent driver of podcasting, all of the other exclusives that Spotify got a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of, media around a lot of promotion around none of that data was was included in terms of you know numbers and episodes and lessons so that's one part of it and the other part is that the other trends are all entirely back to normal now so uh, new episodes for example if you look at the graph for new episodes that's been slowly climbing and accelerating actually in a nice curve and it jumped up during 2021 but it dropped back down in 22 last year but it dropped down to a trend that looks exactly the same as it did before 2020. So actually active shows, you know, active shows that are putting out new episodes every single week um, at a decent frequency, weekly, fortnightly, whatever that is, they are continuing on just as normal, marching on as normal um, and still accelerating as well as still an upwards curve on that. Um, so yeah, that's good to see. Yeah. And again, one of the things I always say when when you get data like this that suggests that podcasting's going down the tubes is just well 
what are your own stats your own show saying like have they gone off a cliff and usually the answer is no for most yes, folks so exactly. you know yeah. you, you could tell that the sky's not falling in just by looking at those can't you yeah totally absolutely yeah but it's hard not to buy into it isn't it when it when it's, it's the, the things that drive the media even just little websites and our little uh, niche um, or clicks, which is, uh, you know, promoted by or encouraged by crazy headlines like spot, like podcasting has dropped by 8%. Everyone wants to see what that is. So, yeah, try 80, not to be drawn in. 80, it was. 80. Oh, so, yeah, 80%. Yeah, for sure. So, we got a, um, a message through from a couple of friends of the show, Ariel Nissenblatt. Ariel uh, does some amazing work in podcasting. Go and check out her um, social media accounts, Twitter. So much good education on there. Um, the Earbuds Collective, loads of stuff that she does, um, which is really great, contributes to the community um, and teaches new podcasters. And Tim, Tim, I don't know Tim so well, but hope to in the future. Tim Villig- Villigas. I'm sorry, Tim, if I haven't pronounced your second name right there but tim villegas i think um and they're starting a new show called uh, trailer park which uh, shares you guessed it podcast trailers so it's to help with the podcast discovery problem which we're about to jump into as well that's part of our next stat um so let's play their trailer matthew they're ta- a trailer for a podcast about trailers Action! oh hey This is a podcast trailer for a podcast about podcast trailers. Let me explain. Hello, I'm Tim Villegas. And my name's Ariel Nissenblatt. We are podcast people who are obsessed with listening to and making podcasts. And with so many options, it's hard to find good ones. So we thought, what if we made a podcast that featured trailers of fantastic podcasts that have already been made, never made it to production, or have yet to be released or funded? Introducing the Trailer Park Podcast. The Trailer Park Podcast, or TPP. Where you can listen to podcast trailers to your heart's content. On each episode, we'll introduce a trailer, hear some tape, or perhaps even an interview from the creator, and then send you off on your merry way to listen to or support that podcast. Or maybe it's not your cup of tea. But hey, that's the point. It's a trailer. It's low commitment. And if you have a trailer of your own that you want to submit, go to trailerparkpodcast.crd.co. Subscribe to or follow the Trailer Park Podcast on your favorite podcast app right now to hear our first episode when it drops. Cool. That's a really nicely put together trailer. Sounds great. That's a good place to uh, go and find some new shows. Um, And as a podcaster, um, it's always a great thing to do. Go and listen to trailers, find out how people are promoting their shows how people are really persuading folk to listen. Like a trailer is quite an art. Um, we've got an article on this, don't we, Matthew? We do, yeah. It's thepodcasthost.com forward slash promo trailers, I believe. Promo trailers. Because um, there's a lot of stuff that goes into making a good trailer. Um, it's always worth having a trailer too. So yeah, go and have a listen to that podcast. Find some new shows to listen to and get some tips on how to make a better trailer yourself. So thanks for that, Ariel and Tim. Yeah, it's a nice, a nice tie-in, I suppose, to to some of the next data we're going to talk about, Colin, yeah. because uh, we were looking at the podcast planner tool data on the site, yeah. which is a, a free tool that uh, podcasters could use to fill in all the details about their aims and stuff like that, and they get a, a, a plan generated out, a personalised plan generated for them. Uh, and now you're kicking on in there for, I think, 
two and a half thousand people that have been through that Brilliant. process. So that's we've got a amazing. lot of really good, interesting, big data. Yeah. And uh, one thing that stood out here was that 60% of them said that their biggest problem, the biggest barrier that they felt they were facing was going to be promotion and audience growth. So in the first instance, get a, get a trailer made. That's a, that's a no-brainer, isn't it? It's a yeah, good low-hanging sure. fruit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And it's great. I mean, that's one of the, it's, it's not new now, but a lot of people still aren't doing it is the whole, um, like you can add a special episode marked as trailer in uh, Apple Pods for sure. Uh, and it works for some of the other players too. So if you actually create that trailer, mark it as a trailer in your podcast hosting platform uh, is the podcast episode type then that shows up as a trailer when people are browsing through the directory to find podcasts. They can listen to that directly. So yeah, definitely do that. But yeah, what's that 60%, Matthew, all around promotion and audience growth? Yeah, I. Um, so we also had uh, we had How to Make Money at 32% and editing as well was 32%. Yeah. So um, these are this is a survey that uh, people could pick multiple options. So it's yeah. not one versus the other, but uh, no. it just shows how many people have got this on their mind that like, yeah. okay, I could put the show together. I have enough confidence in my ability to, to record and edit it together, but yeah. how am I going to grow it? Um, yeah. So what, what do you think are the factors at play there then, Colin? Your biggest factor in success in podcasting is the long game. It's consistency. It's just keeping it going week in, week out and growing consistently. So that was good to see at least acknowledged by a decent number of podcasters. <laughs> yeah, it puts uh, emphasis on the importance of being sustainable in what you do with your workflow. So you know, again, yeah. we could come to the, the planning stage and we've got grand plans about the show's going to be this. You know, it's, it's going to sound like <laughs> serial. Um, it's going to go out every Tuesday and this and that. And, uh, you know, you get maybe three episodes in and you realise, I, I can't do this. So it's <laughs> it's just about making sure that you're setting up with a workflow that you can actually get the episodes out there, but still get that uh, quality as well in yeah. your content. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I was talking to um, a couple of people um, in the same building as me about starting a podcast last week and I talked them out of doing an interview show in favor of just doing a show with the two of them because mm -hmm. the logistics are so much easier. Um, it, it, like they don't have to organize interviews, they don't have to try and find interviewees, they don't have to do the research to find the questions, all that stuff. Instead, because there's two of them, they've got decent chemistry anyway, so much easier to do what we're doing right now and just actually pick a topic we both know something about. You do still do a bit of research, but it's so much easier to just get it out week in, week out. And I think that is something that people don't think enough about at the start of their show. Yeah, that, that you just reminded me that ties into previous data we've talked about from the podcast planner survey. Mm -hmm. um, yep. So at the time it was um, 1,500 respondents. Now I imagine the data is pretty similar. I'll put it in the show notes again. But at the time uh, we reported on this, 43% of new podcasters were planning to do solo shows. That's a big, a big number really. Um, and yeah. part of the reason is probably that sustainability. You're only accountable yeah. to yourself. You only have to schedule time with yourself. So yeah. uh, if you do a solo show, it's not for everyone, but there are yeah. a lot of advantages of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, the final part was, I think, there's something around that aversion um, of marketing of being a marketer that we have as podcasters because we're kind of you know to get into podcasting you generally have to be at least a little bit creative um podcasting is such a personal medium that you kind of you're putting yourself out there you're kind of being vulnerable transparent all that stuff so there's a, a real kind of creative honest transparent endeavor around it and then 
being a marketer, being a promoter, like actually doing some kind of proper growth tactics almost feels a bit weird when you're in that context. <laughs> Do you ever feel that, Matthew? Definitely, yeah, definitely, because, uh, you know, the marketer, we, we, we have all these like mental images of what that looks like, you know. Here I am touring around the internet or in real life, just basically hawking stuff at, at people. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> you know, I, I think we always uh, take a bit of an aversion to being sold at. So it's probably why a lot of people then just don't really feel comfortable doing it. Yeah. Um, what I would argue, though, is that a lot of your quote unquote marketing just happens in the way you set your podcast up. We're going to talk about yeah. that in a second. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, a lot of this isn't about going out there and doing what you would call promotion. It's just about building in the right uh, the right pieces into your podcast as it already yeah. exists. Um, yeah. And then another thing, Colin, that's maybe worth mentioning is pe people maybe believe that there's this silver bullet out there that they could just, you know, this one simple trick that they'll do that'll, uh, that'll totally improve their podcast growth and get all these new numbers. And that's not really the case either, is it? No, absolutely not. No, there's a, there's a whole bunch of layers that you have to put in. Again, we say that podcasting is harder to grow because it's kind of a higher barrier medium. It's harder to get somebody to uh, find your link, to open that link, to put it into a podcast app, or at least search you in a podcast app, or even like, uh, depends what app they're using. It's also, there's so many different little barriers that gets them there. Then listening to an hour long show, uh, making sure they like that hour long show enough, uh, that they subscribe there's just so many yeah it's difficult so you need to do a lot of stuff build a lot of layers that takes people through all of that that then persuades them that they should go and have a listen so yeah i mean how much time do you think is realistic to spend on marketing matthew like do you think you should be making a commitment every single week to spend on that audience growth arguably yeah um i think we maybe differ slightly on the numbers here but um off the top of my head, like the 80-20 rule seems fine for me. And that's with the yeah. caveat that like I would say part of the creating the great content consistently ties in with your marketing. Like that I, I yeah. don't think they're mutually exclusive. Um and then you know, twenty the on the twenty percent, if that was the number you were settling on, I would just look to, you know, identify three or four things that I could do and just focus on them and maybe give it six yeah. months and say, Okay, how are these going for me? And then either change it up or keep going. Um, what about yeah. yourself? What's your thoughts? I think I think you're absolutely right. And I totally agree with you on the kind of early days. Like certainly the first 20, 30, maybe even 50 episodes, you probably want to be spending more time on the content and the marketing because you're still figuring out your voice. You're still making it better. You're still really kind of honing that great show. But I think for later stage podcasters, as soon as you're, as soon as you're confident that you've they call it product market fit <laughs> in uh, in products and services and and business um, where you know that people love your product that there is a market out there for it so basically you know what your target audience is and you know that you've made a show that really appeals to them as soon as you hit that fit then I think you should be spending a lot more I think it's 50 50 like 50 percent of time on the content and you need to spend the same again on growth if you're taking it seriously um, because there's no point in creating that great content. Once you've created that great content, it's such a waste for people not to find it. Uh, and a big part of it at that point is then getting that out to more people. And there's so many things you can do. I think you're absolutely right. There's a lot of basis stuff uh, that you can put together that starts that growth. Um, but there's a lot of other things that you can do to really help it um, 
amplify as well, like to get it out to more people. So, yeah, I think you can move towards 50-50 even as you, uh, as you develop as a podcaster. Uh, Should we jump into some tips? On that, your, sorry, uh, go on. It's a good point on like what stage you're at because if you think about when your back catalogue reaches that critical mass, like if you're if you're on a hundred episodes now and you find one new listener, that's potentially a hundred downloads that you'll mm. get from that one person. Yep. If they then yeah, like yeah. it, you know, and if they've listened to a hundred episodes, presumably they do, imagine they just tell one more person about it. That's two hundred downloads suddenly that you've got yeah. just by finding yeah. one listener who liked it and told somebody else. Whereas if you've just started and you find a new listener, you know, you've got three episodes, that's three downloads. Yeah. It's still great. It's a great start. But it's kind of not the same thing, is it? Like when you've yeah. like you're saying, if I've got a hundred episodes, I could with confidence go out there and uh, you know maybe this is now a time where I'm going to put some money in over over uh, overcast advertising uh, yeah, because I know yeah. that I've got that body of content that I could really pull yeah. a lot of new listeners, a lot of new downloads into. Yeah, yeah, because those downloads. I mean, every single one of those downloads translates to engagement. That's more time that that person's spending with you. It's more time that they have getting to know you, to trust you, uh, and therefore the more episodes you have out there the better chance you have to really draw them in and achieve whatever goal it is you have with that podcast. So, yeah. Yeah. Imagine hundred, like hundred call actions in a row, especially if it was the same one, <laughs> you know, you're hoping that that person is then going to, you know, whatever it is you're doing, if you're selling yeah. some, if you're sending people <laughs> somewhere, you're hoping that they might get the message by then. Yeah, so. for sure. <laughs> All right. What if we're, we've got a wee set of tips here, haven't we, for setting yourself up for marketing at least. So what are, what are we going to start with, Matthew? Yeah, so um, I think the first one is is really like make your podcast searchable and discoverable. And we, we've talked about this a lot in the past. It comes down to what the name of your show is and what how you title your episodes as well. If you um, don't do that well, you're really um, setting your podcast up to fail, aren't you? Because people simply yeah. can't find it. Yeah, that's it, exactly. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it needs to draw them in right from the start, set up for discovery, see how you look in the directories, names, titles, even the website you send people to. All of that is really vital. Um, we've got so much, so many resources on this, how to how to name a podcast, how to name your episodes, how to set up a website. We've got actually a, a planner, um, podcast planning uh, course that I've just released into our community as well, into the Podcraft community. If you go over to uh, podcraft.thepodcasthost.com, podcraft.thepodcasthost.com, that's where our free community is. Um, and we've just released a free course into there, which is just called Podcast Planning. And that covers how to figure out a great name, how to figure out a great target, the target audience, the real kind of thing that you're tackling, all of which goes into that name and that title. Um, and it's got loads in there around, uh, you know, how to set up that podcast for ultimate discovery. So pop over there to have a look at it as well. Um, what else, Matthew? What about what about where we publish it as well? Yeah, and it, again, we're seeing that this is why it's such a great area. You know, this isn't even what I'd think of as marketing and growth. This is just the yeah. basics. This is what you do. Um, so yeah, making it available everywhere. If you want to, if you want to find your listeners. You need to make that easy for them. If they use some app you've never heard of, your podcast needs to be available there. Um, and we know 
as well that a lot of these wee apps that you've never heard of, they're just pulling from Apple Podcasts API, so you just need to make sure you've submitted it there. But like the the absolute essentials, not up for debate. You need to be in Spotify. You need <laughs> to be in Apple. Google Podcasts yeah. will get you automatically. But then there's a couple of other wee ones that you you want to check out too. Tune in, Stitcher. Again, links in the show notes to a full guide on that as well. Yep, for sure. Yeah, and you should be able to do that through your host, no worries at all. Uh, yep, put it everywhere, everywhere that podcasts are found. And a big part of this is the website as well. You want to send people to a place where they can subscribe in whatever way they do. You know, they might be a Spotify listener, an Apple Pods listener, they might be in some obscure little listening app. You, they might have found you through a blog post or a YouTube video or something like that and not have a listening app yet. So you want to send them to your home base, which is your website. We mentioned that in the past. Guide to this in the show notes because it is a little, you know, there's a few steps to set it up, but it's not hard. It's not hard at all. If you use Alitu, for example, if you're hosting, we set up a website for you. Absolutely no worries. And it just works. And it's got these subscription links. So it's got subscribe on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Pods, or here's the RSS link that you can put into any other app. So making that easy for people uh, is really important. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if you're focusing on your own website, uh, although we we accept that, uh, and it's great that people are listing all all these different apps. Some of the search uh, capabilities in these apps aren't very good. I've come across yeah. some apps. It's <laughs> like you know, you type my podcast, uh, the Joe Rogan. Not that I listen to Joe, but um, you know, yeah. you're typing it in, and it's like, well, maybe it doesn't come up because he's exclusive. That's a terrible example, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like the, the the searches yes. sometimes aren't very good. So if you're sending people Aye. to your own website, you're taking the control of that you could link to these apps but you know you're just saying it's available everywhere and that it ties in as well to the shareability of your show you want to make your show as easy to share as possible again a really Mm -hmm. good practice is for your early calls to action in your first 10 15 20 episodes is to to just get people sharing the show you might create a, a page on your site that you're directing them to and you could have loads of examples there on how to share your show you know like here's yeah. how to share it in spotify here's how to share it in apple or here's how to share it on social you know here's here's all these different ways that you could share the show and if you're running yeah. your own website then you've got full control over that don't you Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah yeah and talking to calls to action you just mentioned that like just make sure you use them well so many people don't use their calls to action well like i would suggest that in any given episode you've only got really one thing that you can ask of someone if you ask more than one thing it just gets lost and people get confused or there's just too many things they don't remember what you're supposed to do so make a really specific focused direct call to action whether that is you know go and review the show this does actually really help us if you give us a few reviews do like a month-long campaign um i think you can do you know four weeks six weeks maybe even eight weeks kind of campaigns around calls to action pick something to focus on for one or two months and focus on that so it could be reviews it could be share it with your audience like you're sorry share it with your friends like you said there matthew it could be go to our website and subscribe to our email list so we can push more out to you that kind of stuff but pick a good call to action put it at the start of the show the middle of the show at the end of the show and make it really really specific so that people have absolutely no confusion over what you want them to do yeah and again the the good news on all this is this is just stuff that you're doing anyway with your podcast or should be doing this isn't you know taking another time to go and do like marketing this is just like good housekeeping around your podcast and it's it's (laughs) it's the most effective stuff you could do especially in the early days 
Definitely, yeah. And there's a couple of final couple of resources I'll mention. I've just finished recording actually a new YouTube video on promotion. So we're putting out a big kind of um, cornerstone uh, video on how to promote your podcast that includes what, 10, 12 different things that you can do, I think, to grow your audience. And that all links out to all of the other resources we put out about the specifics as well. So um, like trailers, for example, one way to do it, we'll link off to articles around that. So nip over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Colin MC Gray, um, and you'll find it there. Um You'll get a video there and also our book, Matthew. What about our book? Will we mention the book? Yeah, podcast growth because we've just told them one call action. So let's do 10. We're telling uh, them all. <laughs> <laughs> do as we say, uh, as we do. <laughs> yeah, we have a book. We have. I hear that said a lot in podcasts. You know, I talk about this in the book. Uh, so in our book, yeah. Podcast Growth, which is available on Amazon, uh, yep. I think it was 80 odd. 80 odd growth strategies so again perfect yeah. if you're doing these doing these essentials doing these basics uh, yeah. just pick a couple out there two or three and pick six months and just just go for it see how you get on yeah. podcast yeah. growth cool. it's called podcast growth yeah search it in any any place that good uh, digital books are sold mainly amazon um <laughs> it's a good point about the call to action though i think in our case uh, we're just trying to put out as many great resources as we can matthew aren't we so it's your menu it's your menu to go and choose what you like um i suppose the main call to action for this is actually just check out the show notes that is our call to action a prime call to action for this episode go and have a read through the show notes because there'll be a whole bunch of resources in there that you can choose from pick and choose good pick and mix for you in there of uh, goodness around um, podcast growth promotion uh, and everything else that we've talked about how's that matthew lovely stuff yeah good to dig into some data explode some myths is that the term explode Indeed, the myth that's it blow um, up some myths it's dramatic <laughs> that isn't it yeah I'll, uh, so I'll i'll go back to we mentioned earlier on the data around um, biggest problems we did mention that editing is still there in joint second place editing is one of the worst things in podcasting uh, for most people uh, the most time-consuming thing and that is why we created alitu so i'll just mention alitu again alitu is our podcast maker app has call recording, solo recording in there, so you can record in really easily. It'll do the audio cleanup for you, noise reduction, all the dynamic leveling, um, some new stuff in there as well, some DSing, uh, some dynamic noise reduction. So we're getting better um, with the systems that we're using around removing things like dog barks and stuff like that. So it's really cool testing that out just now. Uh, and then we go into editing, a podcast-specific editor, so you can cut out all your mistakes. And finally, hosting. Hosting is built in to, um, so you get up to a thousand downloads a month, which actually is plenty for the majority of podcasters. So go over and check it out at alitu.com, A-L-I-T-U.com. Seven-day free trial, so you can create your first episode. 